Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell, 428-9494. That's the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy, what day is today? Tuesday. We'll call it Tuesday. I'm going to gamble and say it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? It is. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I'm never sure. I lose days too much. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you are having a great day. I am. Why? Because I got to talk about my old stomping grounds with one of my guests today. We're both from the area. Uh, Today, I'm joined by Rachel Haught and Janelle Westerfield there with Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center. I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having us. We, uh, somebody dropped off a flyer you guys are doing a fundraiser that's right to develop a a, a facility and i want i ooh, now i'm going off of memory i know it's in thatcher park but i don't remember the date yeah it's on february 3rd and it's from 8 to 10 a.m at thatcher park so a uh, chance for people to find out what, what thriving hope is all about as well as contribute if they want uh, I got the the flyer, made sure we put something up on our website, HilaValleyCentral.net, and immediately reached out and said, let's get you guys on the show because I want to I go in depth. I really want to know what you guys are doing. So let's jump right in. What is Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center? Well, Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center is a faith-based nonprofit in the Gila Valley that provides biblical, life-affirming care to women and families who are facing challenging pregnancy decisions. Um, We are not not a medical facility, and um, we won't be diagnosing or giving any sort of medical advice or services. We're there for... So when you say challenging, it's not it's not like an atopic pregnancy or anything like that. You're talking about decision making. That's right, decision making. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and um, the the decisions that women have to make while they're pregnant. For example, child care. How how will I have child care? What resources are there in the community? Um, How will I afford diapers? How will I afford formula? How will I afford other baby materials? And we can provide resources, um, you know, in that way as well. And, um, and also an education piece of, you know, what is, um, learning about pregnancy and, and stages of development. And, you know, we want to educate or, or parenting classes. Um, how can I be the best mother or in the case of a father, how can I be the best father that I can be? And so we want to speak into those areas. All right. I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. You are not pro-choice. That's right. Okay. That is correct. All right, and that's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I have no issue with that uh, as long as everybody's up front. That's right. right. Yeah, we want to be clear on that. We are a pro-life ministry. There we go. Yes. okay mm-hmm. uh, are, are you affiliated with any particular faith or is it across all faiths? So <clears throat> we are not affiliated with any specific okay. church, but we are faith-based. So while our faith is the... Christianity? Christianity, yes. yes. It's the okay. foundation of our organization. Okay. Again, I just like clarification. Yeah, I don't sure. Have, I don't have a beef with either side. I Great. just don't. <laughs> um, I will say, though, what I've found and, and what you've already said gives me... Well, I hate to use the word hope because it's in your name, (laughs) but it gives me hope for a good organization. I've found so many pro-life organizations 
end their involvement with delivery. And it sounds like you want to go past delivery and help these young families, young single mothers, whichever it happens to be, with, okay, it's still tough. Pregnancy's hard, but post-pregnancy's hard too, and we're here to help. Is that fair to say? Yes. In fact, um, we've talked about this a lot. Fundamentally, the very foundation of our ministry is about protecting pregnancy. However, we're not limited to that. We are a ministry for families, for women, for men, for children. We um, hope to include in our scope girls going through um, puberty or women going through menopause. This, for us, um, the possibilities are endless, really, to just be an organization that supports the family, that supports women being able to um, raise their babies with our help, with the help of our community, and we can provide resources. And that's really the foundation. We're not, we're not a ministry of looking back. We're a ministry of moving forward. How can we build you up to a position that um, gives you the ability to have a family and raise that family? At, at the secular level, and I see this a lot with governments, um, they really want to legislate pregnancy. I mean, that's the big thing right now is, is a lot of states saying there will be no abortion and, and limit when, uh, if, if possible. But then they cut services to those single mothers or those struggling families and it seems a disconnect. And, and it sounds like you guys are saying, no, 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 we want to continue those services. We want to help these families. That makes sense to me from a pro-life standpoint. Because if you're pro-life, you're pro-10-year-old life too. Yes, you know? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All life from birth to death, from, from conception to natural death. That is in our vision, mission, um, we value all life. Now, you guys are faith-based, but you're wading into a very political arena yes, with yes. this, mm -hmm. especially today. Are you finding yourself having to deal with the politics more than you'd wanted? I don't think so. I don't think we are um, currently dealing with politics more than you know what we wanted. Basically, I think anybody who can see how we are a ministry, a, an organization to support women, we can, we can have that common ground mm -hmm. of, of supporting women, of supporting people. Right. And, um, so currently at this point, no, we are not facing any sort of political scope or, or anything like that. So we have, you know, had a lot of good, a lot of support from the community around us, which we're grateful for. And, and again, I don't imagine you want to deal with the politics. No. It's just, it's a political issue, especially this year. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Our, our um, passion is to serve women in the Gila Valley. That's what our passion is. And I don't think it goes beyond that at this point. I think that's a big enough task in and of itself. I, I don't know the numbers. And the hospital is uh, adhering to HIPAA laws strictly. Mm -hmm. So they stopped releasing, you know, when babies are born. Only parents can now submit that to the courier. But it used to be, I used to be the editor there, and I would get the birth announcements. And I was struck, struck by the number of unmarried parents. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, I'm not judging. I don't care if somebody's married or not. That's up to that individual mm. couple. But I would imagine those unmarried parents might struggle a bit more with with both the process of pregnancy and then post-birth, especially the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what you guys have experienced? I, I think that, you know, regardless of whether a, a woman is married or not married, that, you know, I mean, certainly that's a possibility, but it's a possibility for married, sure. married couples too to, oh, you know, yeah. and so. If dad's not engaged, it's just as hard for a married woman as it is for a single mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, certainly. I think that there's, um, you know, for, for this organization, for Thriving Hope, that wherever you are on the struggle bus, <laughs> as uh, <laughs> some people kind of joke around saying, you know, that where, wherever you're at, you know, how can we support you? And um, and so that's kind of how we are, you know, feeling what, regardless of whether what your marital status is um, and any other status you can think of, if there's a way that we can support you, we would like to do that. And I think that actually goes back to, I wanted to reiterate on, yes, we are a faith-based organization, but that does not limit us to only people with a you know, specific faith coming in. We yeah. are here to minister to anybody who Atheists can get pregnant. That's Atheists, right. <laughs> yes. Um, any, any woman can. Yeah. Um, and, and I apologize. It just flew out of my head. Oh, um, those that, that you work with, do you find they're lacking a support network? Um, we get a lot of people that move to this area because of the mine. They come for the job, whether they're single, married, doesn't matter. And I can imagine a great number of people, men and women, are finding themselves out here kind of on an island. Yes. In fact, um, I was having this discussion the other day with a friend about how, you know, maybe... 15 years ago that people who lived in this area had really strong family support network. And now you kind of see even on Facebook about women saying, anybody want to just get together at a part, you know, searching for connections, searching for friendship. And I think that those questions speak to the lack of support, right? And maybe they have emotionally supportive family, but ultimately, you know, need, material needs are real needs too, right? And if you're here in the Gila Valley, you may not have a grandparent that you can drop the kids off to or, you know, a par- you know your parent, grandparents of the baby to, um, you know, support in a tangible way. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, that, that those support networks are a little bit weaker in society or in this area because of just the movement of the mm. mind and the movement of the community. Yeah, yes. we can be, uh, I'm this look, everybody here has got family going back eight generations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you do. No, no. Oh, cause you're from the, from Arizona. I, my, my husband's family is I'm there you from go. New so, Mexico. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. You know the name you've heard the name. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, so, uh, somewhere there's a connection. Yes. Yeah. But then there's the two of us who mm-hmm. literally have nobody here. Um, other than our spouses that's right you know and and i can imagine as as supportive as my mother would have been Mm -hmm. she's passed but she 
didn't live here. That's mm. right. And that would be so much more difficult when I need somebody to pick up the kids at school or yeah. I've got, one's got an earache and I can't go into work. Now what do I do? And I can't miss another day because if I miss another day, I'm going to get fired. Mm. I I understand what you're saying that, that the support network is so important. Yes. yes, absolutely. And one of the um, things that we want to offer the community is that continue a continuing bond of friendship and support. Um, you know, how, how do, can we support um, families? And uh, that's, you know, to be to fill in the gap, you know, family relationships, extended families are so important. I have um, four children, 10 and younger. And, you know, Sweet it, it mother is mother of pearl. <laughs> I can't imagine that many running around under 10. Oh, it's, it's wonderful, but it does get to be, there's challenges, no, right? You know what's wonderful? When the first one drives. This then, is true. I know this yeah, is true. Oh, that it, I'm telling you the benchmarks for parenting. It, yes. Giving birth is wonderful. I appreciate that. <laughs> but here are the cool ones. No more diapers. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful day that was. Uh-huh. When the first one drives. Well. Oh, does that take all the pressure off? Yes. And then when they're all out of the house. Now, moms don't agree with me on that one. Moms get mad at me. But when the last one goes, it's like, ah, I'm a human again. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just dad yeah. or mom. So, and I'm sorry, I interrupted. Oh, that's okay. Wait. That's okay. But wait. Six more years. Oh, you will be so happy. But okay, um, so you want to develop a facility. What will the facility do? What's what's the purpose of the facility? Do you? Yeah, sure. So the purpose of the facility is to um, be a center that can provide uh, free pregnancy tests and um, information about educating and information on pregnancy decisions. At the center, we can hold parenting classes. Um, fatherhood classes, motherhood classes, and um, also uh, child loss support groups is um, something that we, you know, look forward to to being able to provide. And um, referrals to um, different agencies in the Valley and um, Christian adoption agencies as well, if that's something that somebody is interested in. Um, lots of information, lots of referrals, and uh, a place where women can come to to receive tangible items as well. You, you said two things that I really want to uh, go deeper on. Father classes. Mm. It, it seems like when I went through it 30 years ago, um, everything was geared towards mom, which, which I appreciate. She's doing all the hard work. The heavy lifting's being done by her. I understand that. I was just there to be yelled at, um, <laughs> deservedly so. But there wasn't a lot of preparation for for being dad. I, I didn't find it. Are you finding more young fathers are interested in that, or do they need to be taught you should be interested in this? I think the science is showing more and more that the outcomes of children who have an engaged, supportive father, the outcomes are so much better for those children's success. So, you know, anywhere that we can support people and and find a way to lift them up is what Mm -hmm. Rachel had said. 
Um, so how can we lift up fathers too? Fathers play a very important role in their children's lives, mm-hmm. in their development, in their security, and um, in their the, the outcomes as those children grow into adults. Um, so... So we hope to that by offering fatherhood classes specifically from, you know, from fathers to fathers that um, men can see how needed they are, how um, important they are in, in their children's lives and also as a support to the mother of their children, too. The other one that jumped out at me was loss of a child. Um I'll be honest, I'm, I'm ignorant about this. I'm thinking, well, medical science has advanced so much, we just don't experience that that often, other than trauma. You know, I know, uh, well, I think handgun violence is now the number one uh, killer of children. It used to be car accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had a friend whose daughter lost one at birth, and I'm like, holy cow, I didn't think that still happened, but it does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a serious medical procedure birth, mm. and a lot of things can go wrong. So I I hadn't even thought about the need for that until it tangentially cut, touched my life. Are you seeing a lot of of families that are struggling with that that need that that help? I mean, I think the, the I, I would imagine scope, anybody who's lost a child needs that help. But I mean, I'm curious about the volume, mm-hmm. the scope, I think even more specifically of what we're talking about would be someone grieving an abortion, someone oh. grieving a miscarriage, all the way to um, a stillborn baby, um, infant loss, um, a small child. I, I mean, we are not limiting ourselves to what that can mean. And so whenever you broaden your spectrum there, yeah, I think that that's, that happens a lot. That And that is something that each person, each individual is going to need different types of resources or counseling um, to help them work through that. And sometimes that's the fathers in these situations. So um, yeah, I think it's it's definitely very needed and something that we have on our heart to really help people walk through. I... I can only speak for myself as a parent. That is the one thing I cannot imagine, mm. you know, is the loss of a child. I can't imagine the loss of a child. My kids are 30. I can't mm. imagine it. Mm-hmm. It, it it's, <clears throat> it's a black space. You know how you can think of things yeah. ahead and, you know, okay, when the grandkids graduate high school and stuff like that, I can picture that. I cannot imagine the loss of a child. It's just literally an empty black space. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, that yeah. just seems like the number one need Right. For, for parents. Yeah. And that, I mean, I don't imagine it gets any easier no matter how old you are or how old your child is, that that loss is unimaginable and um, definitely is something that people need help walking through. They need support. They need resources. It's unnatural. Those mm. kids are supposed to bury us. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's nature is mm. you're supposed to bury your parents, mm. not your parents bury yeah. the kids. So. Um, yeah, if, if there's any kind of support to me, that's worthy of donation right there just for that, for those parents <laughs> yes. that yeah. have experienced it. Cause I can't imagine that grief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 428-9494. See, I have to look up because otherwise I'll just keep chatting. <laughs> 428-9494. If you have a question for Rachel or Janelle, we're talking about Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center. Got an event coming up this weekend. We'll learn more about that right after this. 
Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell, Rachel Haught, Janelle Westerfield are here. They are with Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center. I'm looking down because I had to write that. <laughs> I, I, you're a new nonprofit to the area, so I have to keep reminding myself. Yes. Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center having an event this weekend out at Thatcher Park. Uh, really a get-to-know-you yeah, event, Yeah, right? absolutely. Yes. We want to get to know the the people who get want to get to know us <laughs> to give them an opportunity to say hello and um, meet who you know who we are and also support uh, you know what we feel is a good cause and also eat pancakes yes. so <laughs> there you go you can't go wrong with pancakes you can't go wrong with pancakes <laughs> That's right. um, we, we were chatting during the break about the politics of, of pro-choice pro-life and and I understand you're not interested in the politics at all. It just happens to be mm-hmm. the political issue of this year. Sure. Mm-hmm. It it really is because it's going across state by state. Arizona seeking it. I, I said, and I will say it on the air because I don't like to say things not publicly. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't like to talk behind anybody's back. I believe pro-choice advocates would be supportive of your organization if they just had a chance to hear what you just said, which is we're not just here to support a pregnancy. We're here to support children yeah, and, and the mothers of those children, the families of those children, because I think the disconnect has been at the political level, not at the individual level, mm-hmm. not even at the, at the faith-based level. Mm-hmm. Cause I would imagine almost every church around here is doing diaper drives mm-hmm. and sharing clothing with with new parents. Absolutely. Because you, let's face it, you outgrow those clothes yeah. so fast. <laughs> and they're good clothes. Why, why let them go to waste? It's not that you guys aren't supporting these parents. I think at the political level is where, oh, well, we have to cut WIC. We have to cut access. We have to, that's political. You guys are looking at it and saying, let's help parents all the way through. Like yeah. you said, from birth to death. Mm-hmm. From that's conception. Conception to death. to death. Excuse me. I had um, to correct myself too, yeah. Dave, so that's okay. <laughs> um, so, and I, I think even pro-choice advocates would be supportive. Yes. Because if you're pro-life, you're pro-life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that means supporting people when they're 10, when they're 15, when they're 30, when they're 50. Yes. That's pro-life. And I I respect that. I really do believe pro-choice advocates just need to talk to you. And and Saturday will be the opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, we believe that from conception to death, that all life has value. And because we strongly believe that all life has value and is worthy of dignity, you know, we believe that value, uh, all life is worthy of protection because of its value. Mm-hmm. And that includes protecting and supporting from conception all the way through and until they no longer need our services, right? Until they, uh, you know, feel like they can, you know, function on function. their own. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, which would be the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Right. To equip them to be confident and capable people to take care of their children. We would give them the tools and the skills and the tangible needs that they can get off their feet. I'm going to have you put on your headphones because we do have a phone call. Hi, caller. You are on with Rachel and Janelle with Thriving Hope Pregnancy Care Center. 
Hey, Dave, Rachel, Janelle. Hey, uh, listen to your program, and uh, through experience, my experience, I, I was just wondering how you determine at a point in time that the support isn't basically necessarily being needed, but it's being used. Ooh, could you clarify that? Because I understand well, isn't needed, but is being used. Being used. Yeah, the individuals do not want to accept the responsibility, and they just want to slide along with the support and let the support take care of what they need to be doing. Oh, themselves. okay. So instead of instead of being actively engaged as a parent, just using the support system instead? Yes, sir. You're okay. letting them take care of your problems, and and you you just slide to the side, and and it uh, it kind of gets to be a sticking point after a while. It gets to be a mess. But uh, I'm just wondering how how can you determine at what point in time that it is being used and not necessarily being needed? So I think what you're talking about is somebody abusing the system. Is that what you're yes, referring to? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, we aren't going to be answering to any voters or, you know, we're not a government agency. So um, we are a ministry and we are a faith-based ministry. So for us, we would probably um, have a lot of grace with people that want to abuse the system, if you may. But, you know, I'm going to be really honest with you because we are a faith-based organization. We have that great little thing called prayer and we get to pray about a situation and make a decision as a board as to how we want to handle each situation as it comes. But we are we are an organization, or we hope to be an organization of generosity. So that would be yeah. our policy. I understand that. I know that. Uh, I know that the Bible says that the Lord was long suffering, and I would, I, after a while, you get to the point where uh, how long do you suffer? Well, you know, I mean. To you know, to bring the the Bible into it, I mean, Jesus suffered unto death, <laughs> right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so that's my my initial thought on that. I see where you're going, okay. though. I, I yeah. understand what you're saying because it can be easy for those that aren't really committed to the process to take advantage. That's it, Dave. That's right, it. Yes. and and I think you know if you've been involved in any churches in your life. You've come across that many times. Um, people yes, are always going to abuse generosity. People are going to be people. People yes, are going to be sinners. We all are. So, you know, yeah, that's just something we're going to have to prayerfully consider. And I don't think we can give a definitive answer on that. Okay. Hey, I appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Guys. Four, oops, cut them off. I didn't mean to. 428-9494 is the phone number. Um yeah, faith-based boy. That you guys, you guys got a long rope. You, you, if 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 you're going faith-based, you kind of have to be forgiving, don't that's you? That's right. That's yes. right. So, and, and that's that's the good thing. And hopefully, they wake up because there always are a few people that are going to abuse the system. But I, is it been your experience that's been many? I, it hasn't been mine. I've through various churches and nonprofit organizations. I find most people are committed to what they need to do when using that service. Because it's almost, I've, I've found, regardless of what it is, it could be getting food at a food pantry, it could be getting clothing, it could be pregnancy services. Mm-hmm. 
it takes a lot for somebody to come in and say, I need help. Yeah. And I don't find many people abusing that. Some, but not many. I agree. And I think, you know, the heart of our ministry is going to be children. So if somebody, if a, if a parent is wanting to come in and abuse our system, so to speak, it's not the children's fault. So, you know, for us, I would say, you know, our, our rope will be very long for that to continue to pour in and support these children's lives in whatever way we can until they're old enough to hopefully be a productive person in society and take care of themselves and then volunteer and help yes exactly (laughs) that's the cycle is get more volunteers (laughs) yes um speaking of which how are you guys doing for because again you're faith-based so it's volunteer i don't know anybody in the faith-based community that's making a lot of money no (laughs) (laughs) um how are you guys doing for help do you need assistance so right now, um, we really just are looking for our um, our supporters, right? The people who are willing to, of course, pray for us. We're a faith-based organization, but also people who are willing to come and eat pancakes, pancakes come and support us that way. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And so as we really, you know, we have been, as, as a nonprofit, we have existed for one year. So we are still getting a lot of foundational pieces together and um, putting those pieces in place. So if somebody would like to get involved and, you know, is wondering how they can help and start supporting us, I would just encourage them to um, send us an email. Our email is thrivinghopepcc at gmail.com. And send us an email or get on our newsletter, which they can do through getting onto our Facebook or Instagram. We've got links to our newsletter there. And that way, when we do start looking for more, you know, those volunteers who are going to be in the center doing the work and the coaching and the teaching or, or whatever it is, that um, they'll be the first ones to know and to get that call. And this Saturday, one more time, what time, where, what should people do? Yeah, so um, our pancake breakfast fundraiser is from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. this Saturday, February 3rd at Thatcher Park. We take cash or Venmo. Adult ticket, uh, tickets for an adult plate are $8, and tickets for a children's plate are $5. And last question, because I've got like 10 seconds. If anybody wants to bring baby clothes, diapers, formula, can they do that? Yes, absolutely. There we go can always use formula and diapers. Yes. That's right. Yes. I want to thank Rachel Hout and Janelle Westerfield. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so thank much you. for having us. And thank you for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, you guys have a great day. Bye.